and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I am your DM, your depraved maid, No Prito, and I'm here with our lone hero, Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola, potentially one tack away from death. This might be last episode. We'll see. We will see. I am equally as nervous to play this uh, <laughs> session with you. Nervous. You are grinning. The, my anxiety <laughs> always manifests as a grin. I'm like, like, <laughs> like a dog just snarling. Yeah, my mouth, my teeth are just out. Um, Stressed. <laughs> you look so cute right now. My nose is all wrinkled. I'm like, <laughs> they bit me. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. All right. Well, well let's. I'm I'm clearly bloodthirsty. Um, um, we're actually recording this the day after Halloween, so um, I am fueled by Ooh. that. Yes, by that spooky, spooky thing. I am I am fueled by that holiday. Um, so let's just get right to it, so I can kill you, obviously. Okay. All right. Let's recap. Last time. Our hero found herself in a hidden library within the erudite study, a paper drake hissing and growing closer, furious that she had not said please when taking books. Despite their hostile intent, Zola managed to convince them that she meant no offense, having simply forgotten the specific word. <laughs> Promising to give them more information, something they craved, the three paper drakes, two of which had been hiding in wait, calmed and became friendly. Introducing themselves as ink, quill, and parchment, the paper drakes gathered around Zola as she began to tell the story of the podcast once again. I do it like every five episodes. I know, right? It's just, it's like the only way to convince NPCs like that you're not a threat is you're like, wait, let me tell you this amazing story about how, how all these things happen to me. Uh, enthralled and satiated by the ledgers and parchment she passed over, the Drakes gave her permission to borrow the tomes so long as she promised to return them when she was done. And for her incredible tale, she would get her spell book returned as well. Inviting her to learn more and take a rest when she was ready, Zola took out some books on her orcish people, as well as some books on cheese. There was a quick journey into the Plain of Cheese, which is attached <laughs> to the library, of course, but that is a story for another time. In yet another lore We're dump. We're going to have to play that through. It's probably going to be like That's a, a five one or shot. six episode mini arc. <laughs> There is a time warp within the cheese. Probably gonna be like after we finish the hundredth episode, we'll have to revisit that. Campaign two will probably be set in the <laughs> plane of cheese, of course, of course. In yet another lore dump, she learned that Grumsh, the god of the orcs and the being who had been speaking to her in her dreams early in their adventure, had created their species as revenge against the elves. Apparently, he was the brother of Corellan, and when they were young, the other elven gods mocked him for being brutish and ugly. Furious, he challenged their leader, Corellan himself, to a duel, but was defeated and disgraced. Hate when that happens. <laughs> Hate when that happens. Fleeing the battle, he gathered muck and ooze from the elemental plains and formed the first orcs, starting with Stregorede de Fromage, Enzola's ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> All of that in an accent, of course. He bestowed, he bestowed upon her a tusk from his mouth, crafting the tusk, which Zola carries to this day, before sending her to lead his armies against the other mortals. Kind of gross. Kind of gross. Just tore out a tooth and was I like, kill people with like this. I don't like my tooth sword You're anymore. Like, you have a giant tooth. It's also gray. Like, it's like steel colored. So mm -hmm. it's, that's not a good tooth. It's he, not a good tooth. <laughs> he, he was needed, like a root canal or something. <laughs> he mayhaps, I won't confirm or deny, he mayhaps have just How like the had hygiene? the tooth removed. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was like, oh. I guess you should use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. 
During one of the sieges, De Fromage was captured and brought before Elithia, who had mercy on the orc, instead taking her under her wing, no pun intended. By teaching her magic, Elithia showed her a new way of life, and this led her to switch sides, splitting the orcs and turning the tides. When it was all over, Lithia entrusted the orcs to watch over her child, and when she fell during the Dragon Wars, the orcs became the guardian of this sacred item. Learning about her heritage and the other side of her visions took a lot out of Zola, so she and her three new Paper Drake friends visited the Plain of Cheese. Okay, I had to mention it one more time. Uh, Leona and I just love cheese. Let's talk a little bit more Let's about this Plain of I'd Cheese. I'd like to expand. Um, this episode will actually be about, no. Uh, if you want to hear more, you have to join the Patreon join for the, the Afterlife. Patreon. We, we talk about it for two hours. We so. really will be. Oh my goodness. Um, they all crashed on the incredibly ergonomic study room couch, taking advantage of the time trickery in this place to get a full rest. Once rested, our level 10 hero said goodbye to her paper drake friends, promising to return the knowledge she took. Heading out the crystal door, she was given her spellbook and allowed to sign out, teleporting her back to the erudite study where only seconds had passed. Zola tracked down the injured smite on a lower level, getting the number of a sophomore mage named Samantha. Zola, I mean, what? Did you forget? Um, no, I was trying to get her to chill. There was it meant nothing to me. I mean, she's ready to chill. Um, he also signaled to Kittle, who was in disguise as her father, uh, and the group began to head towards the front to make their exit. On the way, they were unfortunately caught by Neil Tuffler, Quince's half-brother, <laughs> and his mage goons. Realizing that this was the moment, Zola signaled to Kittle, who set some fires in the library, sending the books into a frenzy while she hid amongst the shelves. As chaos reigned, our hero managed to fend off the sinister senior and the gaggle of wizards, destroying a silence glyph that was blocking certain spells, and then using misty steps and expeditious retreat to make a hasty escape out the front. <laughs> Bye. Bye! Peace! Fleeing through the campus in a Looney Tunes-esque chase scene, Smite and Zola <laughs> bolted into the street of the Nugget District, finding a manhole to evade incoming troops of the Golden Fist. In the sewers, Smite navigated Zola to Marfin's to help her get out of the city, and the two shared a touching goodbye, Zola giving a large portion of her wealth to create a fund for the folks of the Undercity. She dubbed the fund Turnpoint, after the man she had slain in the streets early in her time there. Leaving her bro in the sewer, Zola climbed to the packed streets of the Goldmine District, heading to Marfin's when she felt a tap on her shoulder by none other than Smite. He told her he didn't want to leave just yet, asking if he could follow That's her so to Balderheim nice to him. ensure she traveled safely. So caring. So caring. Like, this is the Smite we all know and love. It is. Uh, it is. It's Zola, <laughs> overjoyed, agreed. Though, as they talked more, began to sense that something was off. With a nat 20. That was the reason why. Otherwise, you would have never fucking known well, anything. Their deception was so high that I needed a nat 20 to know that something something is was off. off. That's, <laughs> That's like the most I was like okay so there's <laughs> your your insight into this is not high enough but it's ridiculous for me to disrespect a nat 20 and not be like <laughs> something's weird about this. Uh, the three still included entered into Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie seeing none other than Dean Flay Chantress flanked see what I did there by mm -hmm. guards speaking with Marfin. Hiding amongst the shelves, she was noticed by a quickling named Sneaky, makes sense, who informed Zola that Marfin had prepared a teleportation circle for her in his office, and if she could find a scroll to cast it, she could leave undetected. 
Still suspicious about easy. Easy, easy. It's a fifth level spell. You One got that. One and done. You got that. You got that. Just don't mess up, because then the spell does get burned away, and you don't have an exit. Uh, still suspicious about Smite. Zola messaged Sneaky to alert them that she felt something was wrong, and the Quickling zipped over to inform Marfin, showing the trio a magical back door into the back room along the way. Inside the office, Zola questioned Smite, now believing him an imposter, managing to trip him up by asking the name of a friend they saved in the Underdark, NP. <laughs> Remarking that she was smarter than she looked, Smite transformed into Trick, conjuring a dagger in their hand to strike at Zola. And that is where we are right now. I have 37 hit points. You have 37 hit points. Yes. Okay. Zola. It's, it could be better. <laughs> it could be better. I did forget you haven't gotten a short rest. Yep. Um, Zola, you stand in the classical Greco Roman style back room of Marfin's, close to his desk, where you know that scroll he mentioned was. Standing before you, between you and that front door where you hear Marfin and Sneaky like finishing up that conversation to join you since Sneaky alerted Marfin, mm -hmm. you are kind of cut off by Trick, their pale white androgynous changeling appearance now revealed, a unique looking dagger with glowing yellow runes across the blade in their hands. Let's roll initiative. Okay, indeed, my friend. <laughs> Natural 19 on the day. Don't fail me now, Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Keegan, um, Trick has really high decks, too. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. Uh, Keegan, we have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, surprise, surprise. Uh, Trick is going to go first. Trick looks at you, and as they do, you watch as their form begins to, like, shimmer a little bit, and they step to the left, and then step to the right, and two others, and then a third version. These 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 parallel kind of tricks now all, like, swarming around you. In that confusion, you kind of, like, you know, raise your hands preemptively, and when you, like, blink, they're all gone. You're not sure where Trick went. Trick. We don't actually have to do this again. You could just let me help you, I'm sorry. Do you want to use your turn to make a persuasion check? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn? No. It is your turn? <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, here we go. But before you go, actually give me an arcana check okay. on the dagger that you saw like appear in Trick's hands. 19. Ooh, very, very good. 16 plus 3. I will tell you, you didn't you didn't break 20, which would probably connect this really closely, but mm -hmm. you it does occur to you that the fact that the dagger appeared in Trick's hands mm -hmm. and is glowing yellow, something that you've seen as kind of a color that represents conjuration magic. Right. You there's something very interesting about that dagger. Okay. Um that is not your turn. That is just an observation that you quickly make before suddenly Trick obscures themselves and is no longer visible in the room. Okay. Gorgonzola uh, preemptively yells behind her, Sorry, Marfin, and casts Thunder Wave. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to destroy the office again. Okay. Um, if. Oh, shit, but they're probably not even within 15 feet of me. Well, I'll do it anyway. Just in case. Yeah. Okay. In case they're hanging around and trying to lull me into a false, false sense. sense. Yeah. Ooh, 15 baby. foot cube around me, uh, they'll have to make a con saving throw. There is a thunderous wave of energy that literally 
explodes through the space around you. The desk behind you is like destroyed. All of the different materials and stuff, all the parchments are thrown it's into the so air. It's so loud. I forgot that thunder wave is, makes the large noise. It is literally an, an explosion of sound. Um, there is chaos as things are thrown into the air around you and you're like, your eyes are looking around to see if you can see Trick. Give me a perception check. Maybe Marfin has a silent spell cast on this whole thing right now. <laughs> 21. 21. Okay. First things first. Based on the fact that there wasn't any sort of reaction, it seems that he was able to use her movement without provoking an opportunity attack and hide somewhere in the room, not okay. close enough for the thunder wave. Okay. But with that high of a perception, I'm gonna say, and this is kind of like, it's like keen mind, time slows, your eyes like zip up towards one of the parchments you see thrown in the air and you recognize these symbols on there as conjuration magic. And it clicks to you that that perhaps is the scroll that you seek in terms of using the teleportation circle Right. As you initially intended. <laughs> right. Kind of lost focus on that for a second. <laughs> there was a moment of something going on. So. But my eyes are on that for sure. But you do see where it lands. Like amongst everything, you see it kind of lands on top okay. and you look at it and you recognize it pretty quickly as like this. It was sticking out purposefully from a book. So obviously this is probably the one he wanted you to find. Gorgonzola casts that useless spell and then goes, right, something else. <laughs> that is your turn. Top of the round, the door opens, and in walks Marfin. He steps in with Sneaky, quickly just like zipping up by his side. Um, his eyes immediately widen as he sees, you know, the mess in his space. I put a hand out to like stop him from fully coming into the room and say, Trick is in here. Um, he is actually going to, as you're saying that, he like closes the door behind mm -hmm. him. And the reason why is because you see Dean Flaychantress okay. looking in. And so what we're going to do here, I'm going to have you roll for Marfin. We're going to roll initiative for him. She's going to roll a perception check. If she beats his initiative with her perception check roll, she is able to look into the room fast enough to see a gist of something going on. There. Okay. Marfin gets a plus Five, or plus eight to this, actually. Then he gets an 18. Excellent, my friend. Okay. So here we go. She has to beat an 18. Marfin is able to shut the door closed. You don't necessarily know if she saw anything, but he did it really quickly. Okay. So you, you trust that perhaps it's at least bought you some time. Marfin looks to you and is like, what's going on? Trick is in here. That is Marfin's turn. Trick, Marfin is here. We want to make things not suck for you. There is a call, a, a brief pause in combat, if you will. Still an initiative, but a call in response to that. Hand over the shard. It occurs to you that they still seem to think that they are on a job right now. Yeah. As if this motivation has remained despite dying. As always, I offer you literally every other option. <laughs> I need that shard. I have a job to do. I need that shard. I have a job to do. Dagger comes flying out from behind one of the shelving units. That's gonna be a 17 to hit. I will shield. All right, the dagger comes out, you quickly throw up an arcane shield, and as it does, you watch the dagger disappear into like smoky magic, and then 
bonus action, you watch as they rush out, and as they like rush out from hiding behind this shelf, the three duplicates again reemerge, shadow clone jutsu style. Um, Marfan goes fuck, um, and then immediately in that confusion, you look again and. Reliable Talent is going to make that. <laughs> Thank God for fucking Reliable Talent. Um, reliable Talent, that is going to be a 23. Stealth check, once again, vanishes from sight. Is it my turn? It is indeed your turn. Okay, I look at Marfin and say, I'm almost out of spells, so I need you to help me handle this. And I'm going to take a disengage and go run and try and grab the scroll. Okay. I'll tell you this. Because of their proximity, you do not have to use your action to disengage. If there's okay, anything they else you want to use, yeah, they were throwing the dagger. Okay. So Marfin nods to you, and you you see his he already is kind of like preparing some casting. He's like reaching into his pocket for some components. Um, his eyes are like moving rapidly, scanning the situation. Yeah, I just I don't want to attack them with my sword. I can't dispel magic because I use that. I have literally nothing except for like big offensive third level spells <laughs> of which I have two slots. So oh goodness! I'm gonna go look for that scroll. Okay, give me an invis- investigation check with advantage. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna put all my all my eggs into all this. All your eggs into this. <laughs> Oh, terrible. Oh, no. Uh, nine. I rolled a three and a six. Nine. I'm going to say... Here, here's what I'm going to say. I did say it was pretty obvious where it fell. You managed to find it. It does take most of your turn to do so. Okay. And when you find it, you look over the spell, and you see that this is going to take at least a minute to cast. Like, this is 100% something that you can do. You can definitely try, but it's going to take... Essentially, ten uninterrupted. Yeah, uninterrupted. Yeah. If you take any sort of interruption, the spell fails, and okay. the scroll will be burned up and go away. I tuck it in my back pocket. Excellent plan. I see that this is not so much a cast and go situation. <laughs> uh, yes, I really didn't think that you were going to be followed by anyone. Um, <laughs> Marfin um, is going to. He looks at the scene. I also always think that. It's weird how we have these conceptions about how things should be and how they actually are. He's going to roll a perception check to see if he can see him. If Marfin can see her, then he will do something else. Okay. It's a good perception check, but it's not good enough to (laughs) be able to see them. So Marfin looks around and is instead, let's see what I have prepared today. He like raises his hand and like a spell book is conjured and like begins to flip rapidly through. No, no, that's too powerful. That's gonna hurt somebody. No, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, quickly. (laughs) Uh, He is going to hold a spell. Marfin looks throughout the room. We're not trying to hurt you. We just wanna help. That is going to be his turn. Now it is going to be Trick's turn. Their voice kind of seemingly coming from everywhere. Hand over the shard. I have a job to do. They're like stuck. This was something I was encountering when I was first speaking with them. If if you probe deeper, they get incredibly hurt. And if you don't do anything, they just stay in this first mode. Any suggestions? I've got something, but you got to draw them out. Um, Trick... I'm really sorry that I attacked you. I wasn't in my right mind. And it was irresponsible 
of me to, uh, to let myself be violent like that around someone who doesn't have a choice in where they are, who they fight. But I do. I have a choice and I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to cast anything. I'm not going to swing my sword. Just come out and we'll talk. You took everything from me. Bursting from behind another shelf, Trick lunges forward for you. As a reaction, because Marfin was waiting, he raises his hand and there's a little sparkle and you see that Trick's eyes briefly glance up to it, just slightly distracted. Mm -hmm. And as they look, Marfin is going to cast Banishment. So it's going to be a DC 21 um, charisma saving throw for Trick. Trick lurches forward and then blinks out of existence. Banished. Where'd they go? That's going to be a minute. Demiplane, harmless. We got no time. You need to start casting. I drop to the crown and start (laughs) reading. You begin to start reading. um, You need to find Smite is somewhere probably tied up or something. I'll work on that. I also have to deal with her. She's waiting out there Uh for me. Um, She was talking to me about you. So... I'm going to handle that. I wonder why that would be. Who knows? Probably because you work here, sort of, and you're not supposed to be associated with me if you if you are at the university. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It might be something else. Something else as well? Great. Um, I'll go take care of that. Um, <laughs> disappears. <laughs> um, doesn't really disappear. It really just like, turns and runs towards the door. Throws <laughs> this... powder behind him. <laughs> yeah! And then runs out the door. I just don't want to fuck with the concentration. Um, runs out, um, slams the door. I'm going to do one more time. Roll initiative for me, and I'll roll a perception check for Flay, who is actively trying to see inside this room now because something is going the fuck on. I um, put my hand up next to my face. <laughs> my big green hand. Your huge, quaff and braided red hair. It's like the most iconic look in Wearing the world. cow pattern armor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? 16. 16. Did I roll anything to that? Plus 8, so really oh, high. That's nice. a 24. Uh, she rolled a 7 mm. on her perception check. Oh my god, I can't roll for shit today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, peers at the door, but the door is quickly shut behind Marfin. At this point, by the way, you have not even seen Sneaky, probably because of one of Sneaky's best traits being sneaky uh but sneaky zips out as you're kind of on the ground Ah. (laughs) i got some here's some components he starts like pulling out like chalk and like various little things okay you gotta set that up there all right do that all right right. pass me the cherry wood okay you're doing all these things um give me sorry i'm allergic to some of these no we gotta have to write that over again Uh, (laughs) okay so here's what we're gonna do you are this is this is a pretty big role Good. You, we love that. <laughs> um, you need to roll a check using your spell casting modifier. So intelligence, you can add that to this roll. Cool. It's a plus three. Plus three. Um, this is a fifth level spell. Okay. Uh, the DC is going to be fifteen. Marfin could potentially, you know, give you another casting of this, but you know that essentially, this spell ends, and that is when Trick will trick return. So if you do not succeed on this roll, Trick back. will be back. Okay. Cool. Here, roll with the die that's only not 20s. 
I tr- I have faith in the Keegan die right now. Even though the gummy die rolled four nat twenties last time, the That's- Keegan die rolled the trick twenty. So. Mm. I rolled a twelve. You rolled exactly yeah. a twelve. <laughs> Oh my Oh, Keegan God. died. Keegan, you, you done it me. again. The circle glows brighter and brighter as you go through the motions of casting, feeling the magic flow. It all makes sense. Even if it's above your level, you think of your casting of Find Familiar to get still in and realize it's like that, but reverse, taking you somewhere rather than bringing something to you. You look up and you see the back door of Marfin's begin to like rattle as if someone is about to come in. You hear the sound of an impact from a little bit farther behind you, perhaps Trick, um, as you frantically be, like finish up sketching and like mumbling the words to yourself. Suddenly there is a flash. The world feels like it's spinning faster and faster. Colors blur as you are whisked away from- I'm calling the sneaky, tell Marfin thanks. <laughs> you got oh, it. Cool. You very got it. You're gonna- Uh, Like, as voice, like, trailing off as you suddenly are blurring and reappearing, you find yourself standing in a similar-looking circle, but in a new location. The chamber you are in is only slightly bigger than the teleportation circle within it, so it's, like, ten feet, essentially, by ten feet, Uh, and it is... Cramped. It is very cramped, and literally the entire space is, like, Anywhere that's not where this teleportation circle is, is packed with like boxes and like various kind of magical trinkets. You imagine that this is the inventory for Marfin's Magnificent Papa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you. It is it, disorganized back here. I want to have to have a talk with Stocky. It is really, really disorganized back here. There are piles of things. There are some potions, some components being left out. Um, there are mostly some small stuff here. The kind of stuff that a common person would be able to purchase. You imagine that. A proper magic store would exist perhaps within Balderheim. Mm-hmm. Um, and something like this, this this outsider's store, would not be able to be permitted inside there. Okay. The chamber you are in is actually crafted from wood, not stone, like Marfin's. You're clearly in a much smaller sort of structure, and you don't hear the sound of crackling fire anymore. You hear the sound of conversation. Not in a language you recognize, but based on where you assume you are... You guess it's Dwarvish. You also feel that it is incredibly cold here. When you left Marfin's, it was like (laughs) end of summer, early fall. Mm -hmm. Here it feels like... Zola's been rocking the tank under the armor. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of like wearing the chainmail, but my bare arms are out. I've got a (laughs) chainmail tan. Yes, you really do. (laughs) And immediately all of that, like hairs and like all of them stick up as you suddenly like are washed with this terrible cold air. It freezes you to your bones. It feels like winter is already here. And you can see your breath and a shiver kind of like flicker through your body as you settle into this space. In a moment, while you kind of, like, take all this in, you hear in common, Danka, danka. Hold on one moment. I believe the delivery has arrived. If you'll excuse me. There is a sound of the door unlocking and opening as a well-dressed quickling, black and brown robes lined with little gold detailing as uh, well as, like, a thick white fur inlaid into it and a sort of fused branding of the four M's of Marfin's, and then they, like hammer and lightning bolt that is the symbol of Balderheim. Um, You see a little quickling, dark blue skin, these beady blue eyes, like suddenly wide with surprise as they see you. They walk in and I'm already like head deep digging through potion boxes (laughs) looking for shit I can nick from Marfin. Whoa, 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 whoa. You are not the delivery person. I put my hands up. 
I'm not the delivery person. I'm the delivery. Okay. Uh, closes the door <laughs> behind him. Well, welcome to Marfin's magnificent no, yeah, no, I magical know. pop-up. I'm a friend of Marfin's. Did he not tell you that I was going to be popping in? G- popping up? <laughs> yes, because it's a pop-up. Um, no, uh, he did not. I have the promo code, by the way. I'm shaking. Shaking the coupon. I'm a fan of Marfan. <laughs> he really needs to change that code. <laughs> um, uh, well, okay. Welcome to Kieselkopf. Uh, my name is Gorky. I am running this scene pop-up. Um, Gorky, that's amazing. Uh, thank. Uh, Congratulations! Thank what a huge responsibility. Thank you. It's a really prestigious company, and you're just running this by yourself? Yeah. He, you know, Marfin trusted me with opening this new um, stall here, and um, he's hoping to eventually, you know, try and make work something out with the officials of the city to see if we can move in and stuff, but... You must uh, be yeah. super confident. I'm Gorgonzola. Oh, nice to meet you, nice Gorgonzola. Nice to meet you. Um, uh, you know, a pleasure to have you, even if you just popped in. <laughs> um, so, uh, do, do you work for Marfin? I should call Marfin? I'm a contractor, and ah. maybe don't call him right now because he's actually in an important meeting. But, um, yeah, he sent me here just to get me started. It was quicker than taking a caravan. That makes sense. Um, okay, well, um, so you, you're a contractor. <sighs> okay. But uh, if you're looking for someone to stock the shelves, I'm free. I just um, I do my homework for my night classes at night. It's remote, oh, okay, so I okay. can actually do it on my lunch break or whenever, if you need someone. Yeah, I mean, it would be a great help. Are you staying here long, or...? I don't know yet. Okay, okay. Maybe. May- okay, great. Well, um, If you have, like, a temp to perm <laughs> position or something. I don't know if I'm qualified to be able to make that decision, but I think it's fine. Do you have, fine. like, if I get a job here, could I potentially get a job at another branch? How do you, like, uh, benefits like that? Like, relocation? Well, that's how it works for the other quicklings that Marvin employs, so I, I think it probably we can trans- talk. We can talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. Um, I'll give you my resume and my cover letter later. Thank you. I would really appreciate that. I know <sighs> you, you definitely, like, already have the job, but what am I saying? Uh, anyways, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Um, um, unfortunately, you can't stay here because this is a uh, shop. A shop. Yeah. Um, but it's also so cold. It's very cold. It's not insulated. I'm hoping to find somewhere with heating. Yes. Um, the closest place that you could probably get is here in Kieselkopf. It's mm-hmm. called uh, the Hammered House. Uh, it's kind of a bar tavern um, here in Central Square. Um, if you, if, I'm sure you could get some housing there for a little bit. I don't, you know, again, I don't know how long you're going to be in town for, but feel free to swing by uh, maybe tomorrow or something, I guess. I got to go deal with these customers. Okay, thanks, Glonky. Gorky. Gorky, thank you, Gorky. You're welcome, Gork and Zonko. I'm going to get back to work. Um, thank you so much for terrifying me. Um, and no problem. Have a great rest of your shift. <laughs> thank you. I walk, we walk out awkwardly in the same direction. <laughs> um, there's a moment where the two of you are like trying to like fit through the door at the same time, and Gorky's like, him go. like uh, "Yeah, thank, thank you. Sorry. I mean, I'm much smaller. I should just like sit ahead of you." Um, hello. Uh, you guys walk out into this little pop-up <laughs> i am now going to is it like um, documents. like a place that's clearly for people to come take like instagram photos at oh it is fully like decked out like and designed yeah there is a little <laughs> on the side of the shop itself there is like a marfin's magnificent ma- magical 
pop up. Oh, and neon then, sign. Yeah, and there's like a frame you could like stand in for Instagram photos and stuff Classic. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I got a snag, a <laughs> portrait against absolutely. that wall. Absolutely. That will love this when you get to show her. Um, so you walk out into this small like pop-up area. It's literally a storefront that opens out into this beautiful central plaza of Kieselkopf. Um, and let me just tell you a little bit about Kieselkopf. Please. And, you know, I'll say this. You, Gorgonzola, open up the guidebook and other materials that you were given yes, by Tataria. Exactly. And that is how you learn this information. Well, I'm in the first city that someone recommended to me. How yeah. lucky. How lucky. Um, so, okay, here is what you get to know. Um, Standing in a tank top <laughs> reading a guidebook. There is a light snow like f- like literally peppering down from above you. It is it is very cold here. The wind is very harsh. Everyone around you, mostly dwarves, but you do see that this is probably where the most variety is going to be. You do mm-hmm. see some humans. You do see some like gnomes and other oh, kind of smaller so folk. Oh, I'm so tall. Gorgonzola is like, wow, I really stand out here. Truly, I kind of got you Star Aurelia. Oh my god, yes. Like there is no one who clears six feet here for sure and the dwarves who like again they could be human size they're they're as wide as you so in terms mm-hmm. of like burliness you are matched by several dwarves strong folk strong folk but in terms of height you are a <laughs> giant just towering over all of them um so here are some things that you would know at least about balderheim proper and then as you read you get to learn a little bit more balderheim is the sole settlement for dwarves in Emeralia. After the maldiction and for centuries, it has remained as a purely dwarven kingdom. It was formed by the first families of dwarves allowed to live on this plain, and they built it together, united until some were tempted by the dragon king Anakra and his horde of power and treasure. Those who united under Laduragar, leader and creator of the Duragar, um, <laughs> and the evil-aligned outer plains. The descent resulted in a bloody civil war, and when the dust settled, the seven families were those who remained, taking over the city to make it their home. Centuries have passed, and during this time, the city has kept mostly to itself. Though they traded with their allies in the area, for instance, what would have been Formaggi, and, you know, on a longer trip, maybe Gigglevale, um, they mostly kept to themselves, paranoid and protective of their home, given how close they were to the dragons, who also call these peaks their home. Only when the Emperor offered military support for fealty did they bend to the Empire in the South, a controversial decision that left some families resentful towards the Drake Bashers. Though the main city is relatively safe from attacks, recent skirmishes with the Dragonborns and Kobolds of the tunnels that weave through all of the mountains have grown more prominent, Um, and this has put Balderheim on the edge as they've kind of had to both respond to being attacked directly, but then also pushed deeper into the Dragonborn territory to kind of address the problem firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, You would also get to know that there are the Seven, is what they are called, Drake Bashers, the royal family, Zabier, which for, you know, again, I'm just going to give you the the roots of these words. They're Mm -hmm. dwarvish, um, obviously based on German. Zabier, which is short for essentially beer sorcery um they're mostly the casters and as you know they are the archmage of this kind of um imperial settlement and as the representative of them for the omni malum then you have the rotherail which is red ale kind of thrown weapons that's what they're good at hefeschutz which is yeast protector or shield warriors stark grog 
which is strong grog, barbarian kind of wild style fighters. Betrunkener, which is literally translates to drunk person. Um, they um, typically deal with axes. And Totodrach, which means dead dragon. And they basically are swords oriented. You know, each one of these families specializes in mm-hmm. both like beer and then also some sort of like offensive or defensive like fighting style. So casting. Very yes. rad. Yes. So each, they're all very warrior based. This is a very like militant settlement even before the mm-hmm. emperor had arrived here. And this f- initial area... I love that the drunk people throw axes. Yes, it's, it's very Williamsburg it's of them. very Williamsburg. They do have their own bar in Balderheim that is... Where you can throw an axe. Yeah, you can throw an axe, trendy. of course. It's very trendy. That is the other big Instagram spot in Balderheim <laughs> besides Marfred's pop-up. Uh, so you... Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> New from Marfin. Um, so, <laughs> so as you exit out of Marfin's magnificent pop-up, you enter into the central plaza of Kieselkopf. It is built along the crag of the mountain prior to the actual, like, massive Ouroboros Mountains behind them. And these mountains, again, have loomed in the distance of your home for many, many years. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have obviously seen them growing up, though they were just, like, you know. Well, shadows. Shadows, a backdrop. Just, just gray-blue shadows. Yeah. Now I'm there. Now you're there. Uh, the city, and I'm cold. And you're very, very cold. Uh, the city proper is carved into the mountain itself. It's only external entry point accessible to people being heavily guarded by the Great Gates of Seven, a series of stone gates that can be deployed in case an invading army ever laid siege from the outside. You are actually past the first of the seven gates, which are essentially like you've walked out of the pop-up. To your right, which is south, you see a massive gate. It is a mix of Baroque and Brutalist stonework. The gates rise easily 120 feet into the air, the wall around you literally taking up like most of the horizon if the mountains weren't so goddamn tall and so goddamn close. Um, So you see that each one of these seems to be like based on the various rulers of each of the royal families. They have like a design, like a sculpted face of each one of the original heads of the family on them. It's um, giving Attack on Titan. Oh, it's giving. <laughs> it's giving Shiganshina district. <laughs> fucking yes. <laughs> Inside the tall brutalist walls, this quaint Baroque architecture flourishes. An almost shocking juxtaposition of styles. These ornate, almost theatrical buildings that rise a few stories centered around a plaza where a gorgeous fountain sprays crystal clear water into a pool surrounding it, frost kind of creeping up the sides of the stone. A tented market of the various travels hawking their wares to anyone passing through is gathered around there, and on the far side of this plaza were the next gates identical to the first but with different heads sculpted into them. You see they are open to a thinner stone path, one that could be transversed by a single file line, heading towards the next massive gate before the colossal brutalist fortress that is Drake Basher Gate, the final barrier between you and the Dwarven capital. Kieselkopf is a minor settlement mm-hmm. that is essentially used as a way to filter visitors who are coming to right. Balderheim. It is both a place where they can like sell their wares and essentially do business with Balderheim without coming into their walls, mm-hmm. and it is also a place for those who are less fortunate or those who are not necessarily respected in the society of dwarves to reside. Mm -hmm. Like, 
there is a strong caste system and as you read and learn as you're like standing in this square and you know some dwarves like as they pass you one bumps into you and goes oh so sorry um and like you know scampers off um and then another one who's like dressed in much finer like regalia kind of approaching marfin's pop-up shoulders you and is like move it no biggie (laughs) and you immediately get the sense that like the way that you are treated as an outsider is going to really depend on what level of the society within you are actually speaking with. Interesting. Um, the Hammered House is the largest structure here in the central square and is perhaps the most crowded part of the plaza aside from the market pace that is kind of spreaded up here from travelers. Mm-hmm. Its name is written in this stunning medieval script above on this, this very simple looking wooden sign um, and it itself is kind of a multi-sword structure um, with um, various different kind of like outer um, platforms with people to hang out on you see mm-hmm. like dwarves and other you know humans and other types drinking beer and like having a good time some of them are like smoking some of them are just like generally having a rowdy party and point of note it is probably late afternoon here though the sky is as i said very cloudy there's mm-hmm. some snow coming down so it doesn't seem like it would be the end of the day but it seems like the hammer house is probably one of those places that is going all day long okay as you're looking at this grand beer hall you look at these crosshatch windows glowing with warm light these large wooden doors that clearly lead in kind of guarded by this large dwarven bouncer and you immediately are getting this waft, the smell of like cooked potatoes, sausages and sauerkraut and like mustard and all these different very pungent smells, even some sort of like fungus and other types of like strange like cavernous vegetables that you are immediately like oh my god Mm. i'm so hungry like even the stuff that smells a little maybe a little funky to you you're like oh god if what was the last time i fucking ate something can tell i'm gonna be regular as hell here a hundred percent so much cabbage on the air (laughs) you are absolutely not gonna have to roll any (laughs) concepts um you're immune from poison while i'm No, okay. Um, so you have a moment here. Uh, is there anything you want to do while you're kind of standing in this central plaza? Yeah, well, my first thought is that Gorgonzola is like, oh, I wish Stilton were here. I feel so bad that he's not getting mm. to, like, see the first glimpse of this place with me, like we did for, you know, Aurelia. Um, I guess I'll head into the bar. Okay, makes sense. I mean, you're looking for a place to stay. Yeah. Um, so you walk towards these large double like wooden doors past mm-hmm. some some people who are clearly intoxicated hanging out on the porch outside of the Hammer House. Oh, you know what? I will uh I'm going to step out onto the porch for a second and just kind of go into like a little corner where it's not too loud and I will um just in case Marfin is still busy, I'm going to dial Smite's number. Okay. Smite, are you okay? Trick pulled that thing again where they pretend to be you. Are you alive? Are you awake? Holy shit. I'm fine. I am with Stonk, helping out. Trick's back. Fuck. Are you okay? Anything I can do? I'm totally okay. In Balderheim now, just freaked me out. Worried you were tied up somewhere. Glad you're okay. Tricks back. Flay is at Marfin's. <sighs> Things 
instantly better the moment you leave. Fantastic. Great. That was sarcasm. To be clear, fuck, I'm using so many words. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go see what the deal is with the sausages here. Great idea. Keep me posted. You too. I will. Um, and with that, you hang up your speaking stone. Um, I head inside. And head inside. Uh, as you approach, the bouncer just does give you like a, a once up and down, but he opens the door for you. I nod like I'm an adult. <laughs> give me a uh, <laughs> persuasion check with advantage. Okay. I'm hoping that maybe the drinking age is low here. Like, it seems like since they're so about alcohol that maybe it's not like a 21 situation. Mm-hmm. Not good. You said with advantage? Yeah, with advantage. It, what, what was it? Persuasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, no. Do you want to try intimidating with that? <laughs> Is it that much better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm very intimidating right now. It's a five. <laughs> <laughs> As you're going in, the bouncer puts an arm out. Hold it. How old are you? Uh, I'm 21. I'm 22. <laughs> Give me a deception check <laughs> with disadvantage. I'm 21. I'm 22. <laughs> Persuasion, you said? This one's deception. Deception? Hmm. Okay. It's a nine. Nine. I'm actually just trying to get a room. I don't even drink. I hold out my hand for an X. Drinking age is 18 here. You're fine. Oh, okay. You just don't lie to dur- don't Don't lie here. You will get in a lot of trouble. Okay. The last place I went was 21, so... Great. It's 18 here. Please oh, do not lie. <laughs> Go ahead. That's what 18 drinking age means. Okay. Okay. Do not cause trouble. I won't. Good. Proceed. <laughs> Opens the door for you. Intense eye contact. Um, you enter into this wonderful beer hall and you see this absolute almost mayhem of like partying going on. Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm on spring break. Yes, it is kind of it is kind of like spring break, but in a very very cold place. <laughs> um, inside, you see this massive hall lit with large torches and filled with long feast-bearing tables packed with people, mostly dwarves, but a few humans and otherwise here. Everyone's enjoying frothy drinks and freshly cooked meats, fungi, and the other few vegetables that can grow this high and this far into the colder regions, like cabbage and potatoes. The second floor to this structure is open. You see that there's like a balcony circling just higher above where there must be other rooms and such, Um, and you see others already up there as well, you know, drinking, cheersing, and having a good time. A band of bards play a merry dwarvish tune in a corner, a mix of drums, horns, and string instruments. It fills the air, and there are a few people dancing before them, spilling their drinks as they do. Behind the bar, formed from um, a large, like, piece of stone that has clearly just been roughly cut and, like, placed on another piece of stone, uh, you see a bartender, a gruff, older dwarf balding on the crown of his skull with a braided salt-and-pepper beard. He uses these large, muscular arms to pour booze for patrons gathered. He looks to be like the eldest of the dwarves working there. Uh, There are a few others that look kind of similar to him. Muscles bulge under the dark blue shirt he wears, covered in a spill-proof hide apron. He's also the tallest dwarf you've ever seen, probably nearing your height, um, but still more wide and squat than anything. Um, You also see at the end of one of these larger tables, probably towards like if you're looking in the back left corner where you see another set of stairs leading up to the higher floors, there is a 
Pale Dwarf, a Durgar woman. Um, she is playing cards with three other dwarves who are dressed in red and gold, kind of golden fist garb. Um, how would you like to proceed? Yeah, I will go right up to the bar and kind of uh, squeeze in in between two dwarves and uh, try and catch the attention of the bartender. All right. Um, in just a few moments, this bartender who is very on top of everything is like right in front of you and goes, Hello, welcome to the Hammett House. How can I help you? How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to, nice to meet you. My name is Patrick Ronstetter. Hi, Patrick. Nice to meet you. Nice I'm Zola. Nice to meet you as well. Just got to town, looking for a room. Do you have any openings? Ah, yes. Um, you are luck. There's only a few left, but I can get you... If you're willing to spend one of the higher, um, more pricey rooms, there are. that is where the majority of the <laughs> opening is. What um, about the other stuff? Uh, there's maybe... Um, I'd have to check, but I think yeah, maybe... Yeah, like a storeroom? Uh, f- we use that for storage, yes. Sure. Right. Store me in it? Just kidding. Whatever you have. All right. It's going to be two silver a night. Okay. I can do that. I'll give you one of the better rooms. You hand over to silver. Are you going to pay for more than one night? No, pay pay for a night for now, yeah. Okay, cool. So you pay for a night. Um, He goes under the counter and pulls out some keys and hands them to you. Room 12. Um, Is there anything else you want to do while you're at the bar? Yeah. Can I ask you a couple questions? Are you busy? Things look kind of crazy here. Things are... Pretty crazy, uh, but if you want to ask me a question, you definitely can. Anything that a newcomer to Kieselkopf should know? Somewhere I shouldn't go? Somewhere I can't miss? Well, um, I would check out the market for any regional delicacies. You probably will not get inside of Balderheim proper without some sort of a guide, without someone who can bring you in. Even if you have some sort of approval, you need an escort. Figure. Of dwarven lineage. Um, is that like a thing that you like hire, or you go go through like do some paperwork? Or? Most people will hire them if they do not have one contact already. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, another thing: do not lie to the guards. Do not do that. Oh, I lied to your bouncer. I told him I was twenty-one. I thought that was a drinking age here. Do not do that. No need to lie. It is not. Note taken. Also, they will immediately arrest you. They are very the serious. bouncers. Oh no. The Joe would not arrest you. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joe is fine, but... <laughs> he seems like a lightweight, too. Oh, he is. But that's why he's the bouncer and not a drinker. So, do not lie. Make sure you are always giving the bow of respect to anybody who seems to be of a higher caste than you, and... How do you tell? Do they wear pins? Uh, no. Because I'm taller than almost everyone here. Yes. It is not height-based. It is actually going to be... Based on probably the quality of their clothes. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Uh, most of them do not come out here, but occasionally they do. So be wary of that. Um, what else? Uh, if you're staying here, you have to buy a drink. Okay. I'll buy a drink, and I'll buy you a drink. Well, that's so kind. I, I, yes, why not? I'll have a drink. Yeah, come on. How's your shift going, not? man? It's, right, it's, how many hours you got left? I, you know, I, well, I run this place, so I, I can stop anytime I want. I can okay, have one of my grandkids take over, but... Well, yeah. then you can really afford to have a drink. Yes, you're very right. Um, so he pours you... Uh, what kind of beer would you want? Um, there is... I mean, you gotta choose for me. Oh, you're right. I'm new to Boulder. All I've had is... Um, well, I mean, I've had some pretty good stuff. I'm from um, Google Vale. Give me a deception <laughs> check. <laughs> Morgan's all so used to lying, just choosing somewhere a little bit off. 
Oh my god, the best part of that lie is it's like no one can see this, but Lisa consistently will look at me and then look off into like into nonsense and then look at me again and deliver the lie. Um, fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah, sixteen minus one. Wow. Oh wait, I don't know why I did that with a you said disadvantage. With disadvantage. Okay, then it's a four. <laughs> I'm from Paddlewick. I don't know why I told you that. Everyone lies in Aurelia. Yes. I, we all lie to each other all day. We just filthy liars. It's kind of a culture shock thing. It'll take me a second to get out of it, but I mean no harm. I recommend you get out of it very, very soon. Sure, I'm just trying them out on you and seeing how it goes. Not well so Not far. well, yes, yes. I can confirm. Beer. Thank you. Um, he pours you guys. Um, he pours you both. The, good Lord. What a start. Um, he pours the two of you... Um, this large kind of classic looking sort of lager just bright mm-hmm. gold and bubbly um this is the drake basher this is a classic and you know it's the royal family i feel like i might be killed if i don't serve it to you at least once what do they say here instead of cheers we say zoom leaving zoom leaving and then he cheers with you and the two of you drink um he looks like he's gonna chug the whole thing yeah, I'll check the whole thing. Give me an opposed. Um, let's do Constitution saving. Gorgonzola, like, wow, I really was almost just stabbed there, huh? <laughs> Gorgonzola briefly flashing to moments prior when a dagger was thrown at your face. This is the moment where time catches up to Gorgonzola, and she is actually in her body and aware that she's just been like autopilot, lying and drinking. <laughs> As the alcohol pours down your throat, it is delicious, albeit a bit basic. You know, it is trying. It is the crowd pleaser, the easy drinker beer. Not Um, a fan personally, but I understand. It does the job. Um, As you roll your con check, he will roll the same. It's a save or a check? Uh, Save, actually, yeah. 24. 24. Ah, I slam it down on the bar. It's a close finish, but you manage to slip it out right away. He slams it down a second later. Goddamn. Very good. I like it here. More than would be proud of you. Good job. Okay, I'm going to go check out my room. All right. Here you go. It gives you the keys. Um, you muscle oh, your way out. Before I go, just because of the whole cast thing. Yeah. Not to, I mean, I'm used to looking different. Obviously, I look different than everyone else here, so I don't mean this in a weird way. But um, it seems like there's a different kind of dwarf there. Are you referring to Erza? And his eyes look over to the pale dwarf. You see this clean-shaven um, woman. She has bright blue eyes um, and just, like, the palest kind of grayish-white skin um, and dark, straight black hair that kind of comes over. She's wearing what looks to be what you would think is maybe a wealthy person's traveler's cloak. Like, okay. it definitely looks like it's high quality, but upon further inspection, you can see that it has been, it is well-worn. Mm-hmm. It is the kind of cloak that it's like, maybe you bought designer one time and you've used it every time since, and so it is clearly older than what you would maybe like people to know. Um, and she is also wearing a lot of kind of, what looks to be almost costume jewelry, mm-hmm. uh, or at least maybe low quality kind okay. of jewelry. I can't tell if her cloak is thrifted or not. I know you gave me that tip about the clothes. Ah, yes. Uh, so, uh, Erza, uh, her family is a, uh, no good, as you might say. Uh, disgraced. Uh, oh. Yes, uh, she claims to be of noble blood. She says that 
her family was one of the original families, um, and they were betrayed, but the truth is that her ancestor aligned with the with the Durgar, and she was thusly cursed, and yeah, I mean, she goes around claiming that she is something else. She's, she's, she's desperate, trying to Gotcha. something that she's not. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay. Can I do an insight check and try and see if he's, like, pitying or if he's, like, con- contemptual? I yeah. Contemptuous. Yeah, if he's, like, harboring some sort yeah. of actual mal- like malwill. Yeah, give me a, um insight check. Okay. I don't know why I always check. As <laughs> if there's ever going to be a plus. <laughs> it's a 15. That's because your perception got boosted. Mm-hmm. You have proficiency there, so naturally it feels like your other wisdom skills should also get a boost. Naturally. Naturally. Um, with that, though, I will definitely say that you kind of get a mix of feelings here. You get primarily pity. You see that she clearly, like, she's here. Like, he's not, like, kicking her out. She's not so lowly or whatever that like he, he can't have her in yeah like he, he doesn't want to disrespect her in that way mm-hmm. but you can also tell that like perhaps she has caused him trouble in the past mm-hmm. or perhaps he is like god i wish there was something i could do to convey to her that she like needs to be more couth like he he, he, gotcha. def- he definitely has like an air of like i'm looking down at her but she's not- maybe like a lot yes she is a lot is what you would gather from his look okay well, go ahead. I was going to say if there's anything else you need, I am here. Nope, I'm me too. I'm here if you need anything. Uh, but you're on the bar. See ya. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> you quickly wander off, nailing that interaction. Um, <laughs> I love coming to new cities. <laughs> um, you pass by the long tables. You head towards. I meant you said you wanted to go to your room, correct? Yes. Yeah. So you pass by the table of dwarves. You see that. Um, Erza, as you learned her name is, mm-hmm. um, is playing what looks to be some sort of kind of like card game, though you're not really sure exactly the nature of the game. And um, more, moreover, you see that she is definitely losing okay. a lot. Um, you see, like, as, as you walk by, she, like, places some cards down and goes, read it and weep. And then the other guy goes... No, it slams his cards down, and they're like way better. Um, and you see his buddies like go out and like rake in the piles of coins. Um, you see, she's already fishing in her pocket for probably like more coin to try and do something. Um, but you head past, you head up the stairs, um, and you begin to pass by like portraits, some um, paintings of dwarfs, likely members of the royal families, perhaps some some others who are like respected bards and such. All of them, little signatures on them. Um, <laughs> You, this is a very like classic kind of German beer house in a way. So there's mm-hmm. you know um, it is all wood. It is there's lots of like large beams on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you like enter on to the higher floors, you see that the path splits off to kind of again look out over the entire beer hall itself, and then continue forward where a number of doors are with labeled numbers. Um, you find room number twelve and open it to see. A rather pleasant bedroom. It is definitely simple, but the mm-hmm. style is very, very quaint. It, it has again that kind of crosshatch kind of window. The colors are very like bright and friendly. Um, there's some basic furniture in here, as well as you know a bed and a small window that looks out to what 
you assume is um, like the back alleys of the nearby area. There's like some snow covering the ground mm-hmm. and you can see the massive wall rising up just, you know, a few, like a hundred or so feet away. Um, is there anything you would like to do while you're here? I do my favorite thing to do when I first get somewhere, <laughs> which is uh, conjure Stilton up so that we can take a cat nap together. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm also going to do my little, you know, I'm going to take my... Um, I'm gonna take my second wind and get my hit points back up. Excellent. Are so you taking an actual short rest, or you can take a long rest while you're here? I'm gonna take a short rest. Okay, okay. I'm cool. gonna chill for a sec, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna might as well pop in. Get that some short hit points rest, yeah. left. Yeah. Um. So I conjure Stilton back as a, a fat, grumpy gray cat, and he curls up on my chest. And well, first of all, I bring him out to the window, and I kind of show him. It's mostly like stone, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I show him the little spots that he could see and go, we're in a new place now. It's really oh. cold. I'm going to have to knit you a little sweater. Um, puts a little paw in the window, and it immediately like fogs up a little bit. <laughs> um, kind of starts like roaming around the room, <laughs> sniffing things, and just getting getting a sense for the space um, before hopping up onto the bed and like sitting there patiently for you. Um, I sit on the edge of the bed, and I'm going to dial Captain Sticks. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Captain Sticks. It's Zola. Not sure if Cicero's talked to you, but I'm in Balderheim now. Or Kieselkopf. Close. Also, trick is loose. <laughs> Just burying the bad news right at right, <laughs> right the, the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gorgonzola, you have to lead with that. You absolutely cannot. <sighs> Ciceros told me. I don't know what you want. Second call comes through. I can do my best to try to make my way north. Maybe meet you in Paddlewick. Don't really want anything. Just letting you know. But sure, that would be fun. Would love to see you guys again. I'll handle Trek. Keep me posted. That's a delicate situation. And yeah. I will let Cece know you called. She's a bit busy. No worries. I was calling to say hi to you too. Oh, that's wonderful. It's nice to hear from you. Good luck in Balderheim. Don't lie. <laughs> How does she know that? What? I don't lie. I'm overlapping <laughs> with her. And make sure... No, you're doing... Okay. <laughs> Um, you guys finish up that conversation um, touching base with Captain Styx mm-hmm. um, as she is currently still in Spagliare mm-hmm. dealing with that whole situation. Um, is there anything else you want to do before, you know, either heading back down or, you know, we'll, we'll say that this is essentially the short rest that you've taken. Yeah, well, I am going to, before I, um, before I get carried away, I'm going to take a little short rest and do like my arcane recovery and stuff, but I would like to put a third level... St- spell into the shard if that's okay sure can i have to choose the spell right you do indeed and what do you um can you tell me can you describe this for me yeah um i guess gorgonzola knowing that the 
Ionic Stone of Reserve is inside the shard. Not entirely sure if it is still necessarily functioning that way, mm-hmm. but Gorgonzola's like, I haven't tried this in a while. I also haven't had a spare spell slot at the end of the day in a while, so we'll give it a go now. Um, and I'm going to clutch the shard in my hands and I guess just try and like cast inwards. Okay. And I'm going to try to store a third level Agonizer's Scorcher. Okay. You put your hands on this beautiful glittering rainbow ball of crystal. And as you do and you begin to focus this spell, you begin to feel it warm in your hand a bit rapidly. You feel the air spark and pop. A familiar smell of ozone fills your nose. You suddenly feel almost like you want to drop the shard because it's so hot in your hand, but you hold onto it, still just focusing, assuming that this is just part of you putting this powerful spell in here. And then suddenly there is a flash of blinding light and you are like actually actively blinded. You stumble back, you drop the shard, you hear it ping, 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 bounce against the ground, rubbing your eyes, trying to get your vision back. You slowly blink and begin to like get your bearings. Um, And you see that the shard has now begun to slowly rise into the air before you. Gradually, it comes to about eye level of you. It flickers with rainbow energy. It looks like it is a sphere of thousands of crystal shards. Like it is, it is not a solid piece as we described before. It is, once again, it looks like it's been held together by some sort of gravitational force. And as it floats there, it begins to slowly shift all of these pieces in a very close orbit, slowly moving, shifting into place. As they do, you begin to see two small legs form from the bottom of the shard. Then two little crystalline arms. The central sphere continues to shift until two mismatched eyes, one larger and one smaller, a triangular-shaped nose, and a wide mouth face you from the shard. It floats there for a moment, kind of like arms and legs like dangling downward and inert. Hello? Oh, baby, here I am. And there is a flash of rainbow light. All of the colors in the room flip. The bed sheets turn inside out, and suddenly the smell of spring flowers fills your nose. Did anyone order a deus for their machina? Sorry. Am I on drugs? Oh my gods, I am being so rude. Hi, I'm... Hmm. I guess I don't really know. Hmm. See, it like squints its eyes and begins to like rub its chin, looking around. Sorry to cut you off. Have you been inside there the whole time? Time. (sighs) Hold on. I'm getting a suggestion from the audience in my head. Um, There's like a flash of pale green light and the shard like, it's as if a new person has taken over and it looks at you. Gorgonzola, help me. I don't know what the hell this thing is. I'm trapped. And then the shard grabs itself and shakes it like a like a magic eight ball. And it like slowly shifts back to rainbow. So sorry about that. Um, Mom said it's my turn to play with the consciousness. Roommates, am I right? Um, how's everyone doing? Are you too hot? Uh, immediately you feel the temperature 
plummets. It's even colder than the outside world. You feel your breath immediately become visible. Your skin is like coated in some frost. Oh, oh so sorry, too, too cold? Yep. And then total different direction. You see everything in the room kind of splinters and cracks a no. little bit as the heat rises dramatically. I paid a security deposit on this. Do you need air? Is that a thing that you do? I'm good. Okay. Okay. It's good. You're very hospitable. Okay. Thank you so much. I go and kind of crack the window a little bit, letting some air in to cool Ooh. the room down. Nope. I close the window. Cut <laughs> into the wall. Ah. What's up? Huh? What did you ask? What was it? Okay. Let's start somewhere. I don't know. The beginning? I love that. The end? Yeah. Okay. I Both? reach forward and grab the shard in my hands. It seemed like they're going to let me do that. As you do, it's kind of like almost like, you, by the way, still in this entire time, it's just like full on staring at the shard and looking at you and looking at the shard. I am seeing Stilton's tail start to twitch. It's like, doing the little no, cat wiggle thing. No. That's like, and you see the eyes flare full. No, no, no. no. Um, you reach forward and like a little baby, this shard like raises its arm and goes, yay! As you like pick it up in your hands. I'm a little baby. I sit on my bed. I kick my shoes off and crawl into the bed and put uh, the shard right on the foot of my bed. Stilton comes up and sits in my lap and we're just staring at each other. Sorry, I really need to have any kind of context for who you are or okay. what you are. Mm. A spell? Ooh. A person? Ooh. Uh, an effect? <gasps> You want me to keep naming them? Yeah. What else you got? A mineral, a vegetable. Ooh. We start playing. That. You guys you start questions. listening. Okay, okay. Wait, a well, fruit. Okay, okay. Hold on. Um, let me think. A mammal. Mammal. Nope. Nope. Not a mammal. None of those. None of those things. Okay. Stronger, harder, faster. No. Magic. 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 You're magic. Magic. What is my name, though? Is it magic? Um, magic. Magic Johnson? That seems like it's taken. That seems like it's taken. Yeah. That's a well-known mage. Mm. Magic Johnson. He's probably Powerful heard it. archmage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even I know him, and I'm just like, I've just been here. Um, 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 well, we can come back to that later. Names okay. aren't really important. I use about a dozen. Okay, great, great, great. Um, What's yours? It's Gorgonzola. Listen, who was that guy you were talking to? The green guy? Green guy, green guy, green guy. Limburger? Angry presence maybe inside of there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Limburger. Yes. Limburger. Yeah, 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 yeah. He keeps on, he's like, I mean, hold on. He's actually, hold on. Hold on. Puts up a little yeah, hand. Yeah, put him on. What's he saying? Still in, <laughs> looks up at him and looks at you and like tail is already doing like the little waggle that's like, I'm ready to fucking pounce on no. this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Slow <laughs> growls growing. Um, looks, you watch as the eyes kind of roll back into the crystal ball. Ooh, sorry. Oh, hmm. Now that's an idea. He says... These plebs do not understand your power. You and I could do great things. Take me to my people. Take me north, and I will be able to show you how to wield some power. Oh, Something like that. That's so like him. Oh, does he say that a lot? He says stuff like that all the time. Oh, give me a persuasion check. Fourteen. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, he does kind of... He, I mean, he, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, yep, he's done. Um, um, what was your question? We were talking about you. Mm-hmm. Do you, um... Do you... It's so hard because you seem to have none of the answers that I'm looking for. And that's not a personal fault. It's mm-hmm, just a fact mm-hmm. of what's going on. Or I have all the answers. Do you know anyone named Mistra? Mistra, 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 Mistra. It sounds familiar, but I don't know them. Great answer. Um, Do you know where you are when you're not here or do you think you're always here and by here i mean in the shard because i think that's where you are do you know what the shard is do you know you're in a rock sweetie i am a rock and then like taps it you see like little (laughs) abs form underneath it Eh? Eh? oh my god this is gonna take some getting used to Mm -hmm. So what, you've just been sitting in my pocket not saying anything because you were shy? I've been waiting for you to talk to me this whole time. Ever since when we were in the weird place with all the weird people, oily hair, explosion of magical proportions, dimensions torn, traveling through trees. Does anyone sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so you've just been waiting for me to direct a question oh at you. Any sort of contact. You haven't even like really looked at me that much. You like you kind of handed me to some guy, and like he looked at me, yeah, and he put you in a book. I don't want to be around him that much, so I just you didn't don't. Wanna, you know, I just didn't want to. He just seemed strange vibes. Vibes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like didn't want to show then, you know. And right. So if I had done this earlier, yeah, you would have said something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. It took me, for some reason, I kept having to cast spells all every fucking day. Hmm. That's weird. Uh, I never have that problem for me. <laughs> you see, just like conjures up a one of the beers from downstairs. Do I drink things? I don't think you can. <laughs> she just pours a full beer <laughs> no, on No, my bed. <laughs> it stains the entire bed, still in hair up immediately. <laughs> Hops off the bed and is like pacing angrily. Wow, wow. Listen, you. I'm so excited that you're here and active now and mm-hmm. saying things to me and moving of your own accord. That's really good stuff. What's your deal? Can you be? Can you be real? I'm. I feel like you've been listening to me this whole time. Yeah, you know who I am. You know who I am. You know what my deal is? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I know everything. And there's like a flash of like different lights around the room and you like briefly feel like space, like sparkles forming around you and then he blinks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of. I, You know, I forget a lot of things though. Interesting. So is there anything, what are, you, what are you getting at? Well, do you have any goals in life? That's a good way. That's a good place to start. Goals, goals, goals are a good place yeah, to start. Yeah, well, <sighs> what do you want? Oh my God. What do you want? What do you want? Literally until this moment, it was like, just pay attention to me. And now you're paying attention to me and I'm like freaking out. Okay. Think, 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 think. What do I want? I didn't really even come up with any goals. I like planned this whole like, ta-da. And then I didn't even think. Let's try an exercise. Uh Huh? We just both sit here in silence for 15 seconds with our eyes closed. And then on three, two, one, we say our goals. Okay, okay, I will do that. We'll sit in silence for 15 seconds. <sighs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Here are your goals. 
Oh, shit. Uh, I spent the whole time thinking about what seconds were. Um, okay, okay. I want to have fun and... Hmm. So nothing political. I mean, this guy keeps telling me things. That Ignore that guy. Limperker, arm picker. That's it. But muncher. Butt picker. Butt picker. Okay, butt picker. Shut up, bro. I'm trying to think of my goals here. Hashtag goals. Okay. I think I really want to have a good time, and I really would love- We're at a bar. Okay, okay, good, good. I don't know what that is, but okay. I'm, I'm down. Um, I also would love um, to, you know, liven things up a, a bit. It feels like things are, like, boring. I don't know if you got that impression. Do you feel like things are boring? Gorgonzola haunted, <laughs> just like still heavily bruised. And <laughs> Clearly, eyes into- has not slept well in more than like six hours and thirty six hours. Having a fun time sounds like a great place for us to start. Second mm-hmm. question: Can you go back inside that thing? Inside, inside what thing? Huh? You popped your arms and your legs out, and your little eyes, and your nose, and your mouth. Oh, you mean like suck my arms back in my body and suck my legs back in my body and then make my eyes and mouth disappear? Yeah. Why would I do that? Just checking. Could I? (laughs) I could do anything, I think, or nothing. Uh, One of the two. Probably the first. Don't bet on it, though. I'm going to call a friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can I do anything? Um, just hang out and I guess... Don't set anything on fire. Interesting way to phrase something. I will do my best to not set things on fire. Still and watch them. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of like turn into the corner and pull out your phone like a a parent calling another (laughs) parent. (laughs) (laughs) Calling Marfin's magical. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Marfin. Thanks for your help earlier. I'm in Balderheim. Got a cool room. Met some folk. The shard has arms and legs and eyes. Another call. And a nose and a mouth and it's talking to me. And I think they might have ADHD or another non-neurotypical learning disability (laughs) um you put that call out and as you like finish speaking you like look back towards the shard and stilton and you see that stilton is like levitating in the air kind of like you know clearly like gravity has been relinquished and so stilton is like kind of trying to claw onto things and like hold on it's like I scoop still in and just hold him right under my arm. Um, you scoop still in, um, and there is a call in the meantime returned to you. Really buried the lead there. Do you do this a lot? Hold position. I'll. And then as he's saying the word I'll, you watch as the shard like raises and goes, Who are you talking to? crushes their hand and you watch the speaking stone turn to dust uh, who are you talking to me about no yes why because please don't destroy my things that was so important 
Oh, For no. you too. Oh no! Can you bring it back? Um. Okay. Okay. Cast mending on it. Mending. Your magic. Mend. Mend. Um. Let's roll. Um. Give me a D one hundred roll. <laughs> okay. You want to roll high with this? Okay. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Really good that you rolled that high. <laughs> um. Seventy five. I was looking for a higher twenty five percent. You have succeeded. You watch as the shard waves a hand over the dust that has, like, just, like, coated the floor by your feet. Um, And you watch as the pieces form back together into a speaking stone. I instantly can tell that my number has changed. I dial back (laughs) Marfin. Ah! It destroyed my phone! But we got it back! But I think my number's different. Why are you calling them again? Stop! (laughs) Raises a hand. Um, uh, Give me, I guess, hmm... Give me an intimidation check. Okay. I must insist you stop. <laughs> Ten. Instead of destroying it in your hand, because you did, you clearly voiced that that was not something you wanted, mm-hmm. the shard pulls it to their hand, looking at it. It's it's huge. It's this, basically almost the size of the shard. Um, check it out. Play a game. Make a call. Anything mm. but... I guess I asked for this to happen. You can say something. Who'd you call? Stop talking to us. Don't call this number again. My new best friend doesn't want to talk to you. Goodbye. Here you go. I don't know who I called, if I'm being honest. Uh, Please disregard. (laughs) (laughs) Please disregard. All right. I'll disregard that. (laughs) Captain Six Voices emerge. I'm not going to answer that one. (laughs) Um... You and the shard kind of have this moment where the two of you are like looking at each other as you're just trying to digest like what the fuck is going on. I kick my backpack underneath the bed. (laughs) I just go to the backpack but then go back to you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Please don't destroy any of my items. I promise you I'm actively invested in your well-being actually and might be one of the only people right now really trying to make sure that you don't fall into anyone's hands that wants to use you for like fucked up weird stuff i'm not trying to use you for fucked up weird stuff mm, what if i want to do fucked up weird stuff don't you want to do fun stuff though i'm mm. talking about like killing people oh okay hold on um killing people yes what is that wow okay you said it wasn't <laughs> fun stuff so i'm trying to you know categorizing things i've got a list in my head butt picker not fun gorgonzola Fun? Good time. Question mark because of the whole call thing. But a race question mark. You want to be my friend, don't you? Of course. Aren't we best friends? Well, yes. Yeah. We spend literally all of our time together. I know. It's I amazing. spend more time with you than anyone else. Mm, and I love that for oh, me over the last series. month of my life. I have friends too. Mm. And the more friends that I have, the more friends you have. Because that's how friends work. If yeah. you have friends who have a lot of friends, you can meet them and then you guys can all become an interconnected circle of friends. But if you destroy my phone, I have no way of contacting those friends. And also, you may, I don't know, get stolen and then have to murder people, which again, is not a fun thing. Okay. Okay. Give me a persuasion check. Okay. And I'll say with advantage because you, you have indeed been with the shard for the longest time. Six. Six. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. So what are we doing tonight? Are we having a ball or what? And hey, 
Maybe we don't, you know, call your little weird Marpan or Marzipan or whatever right. this now is. We take a break from the calls for now on. Just yeah. you, me, and still in. You, this is still in. Nice to meet you, still in. Extends a hand. You see, I extend still in hand. Still in very warily <laughs> raises the paw um, and it gets a chicken. Um, has to really actively hold back the claws from from coming out. Well, you kind of caught me at an interesting time. Mm -hmm. Um, I am hoping to have a good time tonight, but also I was about to take a nap. Do you ever sleep or stop or like shut down or like go away? Hmm. You mean like this? And the shard just goes inert and just falls to the ground. Yeah, like that. I look at still in shaking my head I'm like no 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 still it looks very very anxious still in I think this may become a massive inconvenience I guess I pick up the shard and tuck it in my pocket you do that nothing happens it seems calm I will assume that it will talk to me if it wakes back up. And so I'm going to take a little cat nap. A very uneasy cat nap but still in. Kind of like leaning up against... Not even really... I mean, your bed is soaked in beer. So at this point, you kind of like take up one of the chairs nearby and just like sit in it. Kind of, you know, patch up your wounds. Like close your eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try and take a, ta- a cat nap. You are awoken at the end of an hour. How long did I have to do it for? You didn't even, you didn't even look for me. I thought we were playing hide and seek. That was a great time. Did I win? Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the three of you rise in this room. All right. You seem a little stressed. I can sense it. I will hide in your jacket. Okay. Upon condition that we do something fun that I want later. That sounds like a great idea. I'm in a place where maybe something unfun would happen if someone were to see you outside or if you were to put me in a position where I had to lie about you. For example, saying something like, there's not a talking shard in my pocket. That wasn't a talking shard you heard in my pocket. That was my speaking stone getting butt dialed. Anything like that might put us in an unfun position. Have you heard of prison? Pride song. No, I haven't. What's it like? It's bad. Bad? Not fun. Not fun list. It's more fun to be, say, at a bar or exploring mm-hmm. a new city with a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'm into that. I'm into that. Fun Anywhere things. but prison. Anywhere but prison. Okay. Ugh. No motto for this trip. Am I right? Anywhere, Anywhere but, but prison. prison. Woo! I love it. Balderheim. Okay. That's... Ooh, is that where we are? Kind of. Mm. Do you know it? Do I know it? Hmm. Nope. I have no idea. Sounds fun, though. I'm hoping so. I haven't gotten to see much of it yet because I've met you. Hmm. Yes, you did. All right. Well, let's go to this bar that you keep all talking about, and I'll hide in your jacket. Okay. And you know, every and once in a while. don't say anything. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 And then every once in a while, you know, give me a little sip of that, that, that whatever that thing is. Yeah, sh- Brar, sure, beer. dude. I'll feed you beer. Yeah, cool beer. That's you have a mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
You see, as it opens, it's like sharp teeth. Gorgonzola f- suddenly finding herself on vacation with someone she did not invite. <laughs> yes. It's just like, oh my god. Okay, in you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shoved into the um the lapel of your your chainmail. <laughs> Um, and you begin to head downstairs, mm-hmm. um, still in kind of slowly following behind you, yeah, weaving, around, my weaving feet. around your feet, kind of definitely still wary and looking at you with a lot of like checking in eyes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Kind of like, are you okay? That was like really stressful seeming, mm-hmm. like really intense energy. Are you okay? I pick still enough and I come for him. You're, you're just a little baby. Don't have those thoughts. <laughs> And just a little baby. You don't have to worry about a thing. Begins to purr it's in your arms. It's fine that the stone is talking now. <laughs> um, and you say that as you like walk down the hall um, and exit back to um, the set of stairs that lead down to the main beer hall. Um, as the sounds of raucous laughter and enjoyment and revelry fill the air. Um, you enter back into the main hall. Um, it's been an hour since you left, mm-hmm. and I would say that the ante has been upped. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it is much more packed. It was already like a busy, crowded bar at the time. There is now a crowd gathered around Patrick, who is running the entire like bar with like several other smaller dwarves who are like bustling around. Mm-hmm. Um, you look and see Erza sitting at the table with the three kind of dwarven golden fist guard, uh, the pile of coin between them ever larger. Erza now sans several rings and like pieces of costume jewelry um, with a very determined look in her bright blue eyes. Uh, How would you like to proceed? I think I am interested in Erza's deal just because Gorgonzola always wants to talk to the one person who stands out in a room because Gorgonzola can usually find some common ground with that kind of person and also is probably feeling like she sticks out a little bit right now but wary of the idea of going up to a table with three people wearing golden fist robes um, I'm going to grab two beers from Patrick um, head back if I can find like a booth or a table or something to like squeeze in at that is kind of nearby Ertz's table mm-hmm. uh, and maybe if she looks in my direction at all like I'd like to sit kind of like where she is facing and if she looks at in my direction at all I kind of give her a nod and like uh, raise a beer like I'm offering like mm. would you like a beer okay uh, you find a seat at one of the ends of the long tables you're kind of the table over from where she is these are like large banquet tables but it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know it's like family style seating everyone's okay. just like sitting where you want right. um, so you kind of sit angling yourself so that you can get a good look at her mm-hmm. kind of near the like end down of the and table. across yeah like down and across essentially um, and you watch as she plays this game um, mm-hmm. and it looks like again she plays with a lot of confidence but it is very clear that she is not good at this game she puts down her cards once more look with a smile on her face and opposite her one of the guards a blonde almost familiar looking kind of dwarf with puffy kind of golden hair uh, you can actually give me an insight check um, as he again puts his cards down and totally clearly beats her um, and she slams her fist on the table um, based on sight? Oh, wait, no, sight. insight. Oh, yeah, insight. But actually, you know what? This is technically... Uh, I'll say this is actually perception, because you are. this is looking. It's not person-based. 
Nat 20. Natural 20. Okay, um, this guy looks like he could be related to Tataria. This Whoa. guy looks like he might be a Zabier. And based on the regalia he's wearing, he mm. does have some sort of dignitary on him that looks like he's a higher ranking of the Golden Fist Guard. Interesting that he is playing with her then. And you watch as, like, again, he puts down his cards. He watches as she slams her fist on the table. Some of the cards, like, fly off the table. Um, he and his buddies just, like, all burst out laughing at her. And you watch as this tight, sort of tense smile, like barely holding back a bubbling rage, is returned to their laughter. You see her hands immediately, like, as he's beginning to pull the coins towards him, her hands slap down on his, like, clamping onto his wrists, and both of the dwarves beside him stand up, grabbing, like, oh. their weapons. Um, and she goes, I'm cool, I'm cool. Look, I, I need this money. Uh... Uh, what what about these? Um, she pulls off like the last few bracelets that she need. She like has um, tosses them on the table. The blonde dwarf like rolls his eyes. Any dwarf can see that this is fucking custom jewelry that you toss in the pot. You lost grabber. Get used to it. Her eyes seem to flicker like brighter blue with anger at this term, this this word grabber, and her pale kind of gray white skin is like kind of almost turning purplish you imagine that that might be the form yeah. of red that her, mm. her skin takes given her, its um color um she goes don't call me that my family is noble you shall speak to me as such play me again coward um i'm gonna try and cut the tension gorgonzola is gonna kind of lean over the table and take my beer and like slide it down the table at her like down the middle of it cutting across everyone okay uh give me hmm Make a ranged attack. Interesting. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, it's not, it is kind of, I don't want to say strength because you're It's like table it. hockey. What's table yeah. hockey? A ranged attack? I yeah, guess like so. Yeah, ranged attack. Yeah, let's go for it. It's table hockey, ranged or melee. Get in the comments. <laughs> it depends on how you play, my friend. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't get... Gorgonzola is so strong. I guess maybe that has something to do with this. <laughs> maybe I overshoot a little because I rolled a nine. Oh my god! <laughs> I literally was making it a ten. <laughs> Just get it across the table. Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna give you a choice. Or actually, you know what? Let's roll a d4. Okay. I've got I got a few consequences in mind. A four. Okay. Honestly, the best thing that could have happened. Okay. There. One was going to be it splashes all over the Golden Fist guys. That would have been um, awesome. <laughs> which would have been awesome, <laughs> been but fucking awesome. very bad. Um, two was going to go was all over Erza. Mm -hmm. um, three and four are just it like flies through the table, hitting all of like the pile of coins that they have gathered there, kind of scattering them across them as it splashes on the ground and the glass like shatters. <laughs> I point to the dwarf next to me and go. Cut this guy off. Give me a deception check. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Three. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you try and lie once again. I think Gorgonzola was saying it kind of jokingly, but okay, okay. Maybe it doesn't go over that well. You see... Maybe it just goes over like a lie. Like a culture where they don't like lie as jokes, you yeah. know? <laughs> it just sounds where they're like, like you're lying. No, why would you say that? <laughs> you clearly slid it across the table. Why would you say that? You clearly slid it across the table. One of the <laughs> Golden Fist guards stands up. Oh, no, no, no. I was just joking. My bad. 
Mm. I was just trying to lubricate the situation a little bit. You guys are getting so serious over a little bit of fun gambling. You see, Erza kind of like finally takes a look at you, and her rage is temporarily subsided by sheer confusion. Um, you stopped a bar fight by absolutely just, just <laughs> sucking the air, throwing a beer by making all contempt misdirected Directed. in my direction. Um, you see, the two golden guards like look to this higher ranking guard and he stands and goes I'm going to need you to come with us um, and before he can continue further you see Erza stands and goes I, uh, hold on uh, why don't we why don't we play for it um, it could have just been an accident so why don't we play a little game and if we win you don't you know arrest us and if you win I will stop playing with you I will leave the bar and never return. Um, and you see the dwarves like look at each other. All right, sounds fair. I don't want to play with you ever again, Erza, though. V- right, right, okay. I come in. <laughs> I come gather my things and sit over right next to Erza. We're crushed really tight up against each other because of the benches. Hi, uh, my name's Zola. These guys are really gonna rest. I was just sliding a beer. You get arrested if you spill a beer? You might get arrested if you lie to a dwarven official, yes. We have different humor in Aurelia. Mm. You can, like, lie as a joke and people know that you're not telling the truth. And because of that shared knowledge, it becomes, like, a hypothetical situation, like a joke. Right. I won't do that here. Yes. Yeah, don't don't make that joke here. How do you play? Uh, Well, first, nice to meet you. My name is Erzalari Grabreiber. Hi, Erzalari. Um, I... Okay, here's... You've never played this before. Great. Um, okay. Oh, but I'm real good at games. Does it take dice? No, it takes cards. Oh, fuck. Glad loaded dice. Oh, shit. Oh, maybe we can try and get them to play a different game. Maybe they want to play a dice game. Can we dice games here? Yeah, people play dice games. These guys are like cards, but... Gentlemen, why don't we switch up the game? The, th- the three guards <laughs> look at each other. Is that what you two were whispering about? <laughs> on the very close side of the other table from us. No, we weren't whispering. <laughs> Stop lying to them. Stop lying. Don't say anymore. Just to, 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 to. We were whispering. Okay, so we're we, whispering about the game. We would like to play a dice game with you, if that's okay. Just a switch. And the three guards look at each other. Um, I'm gonna roll a persuasion check for Elsa. Okay, I'm getting myself into trouble. Um, I that's, can't help it. It's why wouldn't you? And then also. <laughs> And also, this is an opportunity for Erza to kind of come to your aid. She will roll rather yes, than And I you. get to use um, Nella's dice that she gave me. Mm, yes, That's you why do. I have loaded dice. The, loaded, the charlatan's die, as mm-hmm. they are called. Okay, she is going to roll a persuasion check. Do I get to give her the help action? <laughs> yeah, if you want to give her the help action, yeah. sure. I mean, you are technically helping her. Okay, first roll was better, but still very high roll. That I is... mean, the luck of the die. Oh it's yeah, thrilling. the luck it's of the die. If, if you truly are superior, chosen by Moradin, as you say, Zabirer, surely an equal playing field will will prove you right. If if it's all by chance, um, and the guards like look and nod. All right, makes sense. Okay, let's play. Um, okay, we are going to play. Hmm. Okay, so you want to play a dice game. So we're going to play... <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally was just like, no, no, fuck no. whatever game you it's, came up with. <laughs> it's also totally good. You have Charleston Stein, this is the time to use them. So this is what we're going to do. It is going to be 
a simple game of like higher or lower. Mm -hmm. Because of the nature of the charlatan's die, you essentially get to dictate what the role is. Mm. Um, you can, if for instance you were trying to win, you can mm -hmm. be like, I roll all sixes on my die. Mm -hmm. um, if they were to doubt you, you could be like, they're not loaded, see? And roll them and imagine them as incredibly low. Okay. And they will come out as such. Okay. Um, but mm -hmm. there will be a deception check. For sure. You will get advantage with... Erza helping you. Mm -hmm. um, and the goal in general is just try not to get caught lying mm -hmm. with your charlatan style. Try not to lie. Try not to lie. The <laughs> episode <new> title. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got okay. So here's what we. Here's what we rarely happens it on air. It so rarely <laughs> happens. Okay, um, so. They said the name of the episode. <laughs> roll credits, baby. Uh, okay, so um, we're going to roll 4d6. It's going to be higher wins. Um, okay. Because of the nature of your die, I want you to still roll them, mm -hmm. but you can essentially replace them with whatever number you choose. Fun. But that's also, again, we're basically saying here, you're going to roll, and then if you are super satisfied with your roll, can you can it. keep it. Right. Or you can charlat it. charlatans lie with the charlatans die. Okay. I'm going to start off with what I rolled naturally. It's going to be a 12 I just want to warm them up with a, a roll of six of four and two ones. Okay. You roll a 12, the dice scatter. Um, <sighs> some good, some bad. That's the way it goes. Yes, it, it is. Um, and she looks to them and watches they roll, and they also roll a 12. Ah! Uh, well, look at that. Because we are equal. Uh, and you see the guards like share a very like terse glance. Uh, they've already had a very grumpy um, atmosphere to them, but this clearly they're... They're not How about happy. we get some beers over here? I <laughs> wave to the to, uh, <laughs> One of the dwarves. I rolled up four. Is, he rolled up four. Um, one of the dwarves at the bar nods, um, comes over with four, uh, puts a hand out for some coin. Overall, between the beers that you've bought, mm -hmm. um, which you bought four beers, you brought over... You two. have you brought over two. You threw one. I threw one. <laughs> so you have a beer. You're so not I have getting to a buy another beer. one for her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like six beers. Uh, so let's say six beers. Okay, that is just going to be um, you owe ten copper. We'll call it. Cool. Cool. Um, I tip generous, generously. <laughs> um, you tip generously. He nods. Um, he goes, Valdem here. Would you like anything for the table? And Erza, seeing seeing you pay. Goes ah uh, yes we will have um, um let's have a full platter of the sausages maybe some noodle um spats of mushroom gravy <laughs> uh, do you want anything yeah all that those things sounds good okay great um so that for the table danke um and you see the the dwarf nods <laughs> just and just looking at the side of her face <laughs> as she's just words like it's it's like silk coming out of her mouth you're just like oh, oh wait hold on no oh, okay. Um, you... I guess I was going to have to try all the food anyway at some point. Oh, yeah. You have to try all the cuisine while you're here. Um, you will pay um, a total for... That is going to be nine silver. Are you fucking yep. kidding me? As you pay for her drinks, she does um, She does a little quick move um, to get in a little more. She, wow. Then she turns back and goes, wow, now that we've got some food, it's a real game. So, best two out of three. And whoever wins... Uh, why don't we up the ante... Uh, yeah, what are we playing for? It's a well, we were originally playing to not get us thrown in jail. Um, right. 
Or, uh, yeah, we do not want to go to prison. But it's more fun if there's money, yes? Am I allowed to say that here? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We love money. So if you want to, um, I don't know, if you want to bet all the pots you you won tonight against us, and what do you have to offer them? You know, I'm a little short, if you don't mind. Anything to offer? Yeah, Urza, why don't you put that bracelet back on? Oh, thank you. This was my grandmother's. It is a... She, like, is smiling and, like, looking at them. It's my grandmother's. It's... He's uh, ancient, very valuable. I add a gold piece to the pile. Okay, you add a gold piece to the pile. What, actually, can I ask what's in the pile? What's the vibe? The vibe is it is a mix of copper, silver, and gold. Pr- primarily copper and silver, because you know started off small and then kind of you know as thing as the right. ante got upped. You would guess that the pot here looks to be about a hundred gold total in value of all the coins there. Okay, then I will put in. I don't want to be too suspicious. I'll put in 10 gold. Okay. Um, you put in 10 gold, which is one-tenth of the pot. Um, give me a persuasion check with advantage, just to see if that's enough to, you know, essentially keep them satiated. Right. 15. 15. Um, they acknowledge it um, and look look at the two of you kind of sizing you up. Yeah, okay. But if you lose, you're going to jail. You're going to prison, and you, you hear a little prison? buzz in your in your <laughs> chest. Like, prison? No, 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 no. I smack my chest as I <laughs> cough like I'm coughing from beer. Just <laughs> <laughs> a really weak sounding yelp. Still in hops up on your lap. No one's allergic. No, not me. You guys allergic? No, I'm fine. No, I'm okay. All right. If I win, I don't go to prison. I don't have to pay bail. And also, I win 110 gold. If I lose, you take me away to prison. Yes, and we keep the pot. Yeah, and you keep... This sounds fair. Okay, let's roll. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to roll a 16. That was was the total you have? No, I rolled uh, 15, but I'm going to up it by one. (laughs) You're going to up it by one. Yeah. Okay, I will... um, I'm going to... Give me a deception check. Okay. The DC is much lower because you did. It's not a very suspicious move. It's only yes. slightly different. Erza is helping me, right? And Erza is helping you. She is. She rolled half. Uh, she, she was I'm like, hoping oh, that yes. by her having some like low shitty rolls, that it will kind of maybe kind offset. Of balance it yeah. Out, yeah. Um, it's a deception. Yes. Fourteen. Fourteen. The rolls come down. You, at the last second, you kind of like mentally will the die and you watch as it flips one more, just going a little bit higher. They rolled a 10. You see, there's like, ah! You see one of the dwarves like grabs his beer and just like takes a big swig of it. Were we counting that as the first or the second? Because it was two out of three. Right. But did we start that now? Right. Well, I mean, the first one was a tie, so you know. Oh, right, right. Only fair, only fair. Yes, you still have two chances to win, gentlemen. Do not worry. Um, yeah, don't sweat it, guys. They're grumbling to themselves. And listen, the food's on me, so you're uh, saving a little bit anyway. That is at least very nice. I do appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. We have one, one, right? And then the other one was a tie? Um, yes, you are currently leading. It's one, yeah. uh, zero, you guys. I'm going to roll a one, 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 and a two. You're I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to lose one on purpose. Okay. Oh. Ah, looks. Uh, Erza looks at you and is like, "Oh no, 
That was bad. Yeah, I guess that's my luck, right? Today? Right. You win some, you lose some? You win some, you lose some. As long nice as we policy. win the second one. Right. What matters is best two out of three. The other dwarves are like high-fiving and like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Um, alright. Let's do one last okay. one. I'm going to take a calculated rest here. Okay. And I'm going to also give myself a low roll on this one, too. I'm going to go with a 10. A 10? Yeah. The die clatter onto the wooden table, stained with beer. They tumble, rolling. You add it up. 10. It's a little bit nervous watches (laughs) as they roll. Not very good, Ertza. Sorry, you might want to start, you know. Make your calls now, see if there's someone who can bail you out. Ah, uh, yeah. You guys have bail here? No. <laughs> um, and as she says that to you, um, the die clatter onto the table, and there's a moment of silence as you look and see that they rolled a nine. One less than what you rolled. Whew. Crazy numbers tonight, gentlemen. I am <laughs> gathering the gold <laughs> No, hold up. This is... is wild. Anyone want another round before I head out? Uh, no, hold no, hold on. No, 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 no. I won't allow this. And you see, like, um, the leader of the three is, like, standing up now. And you see the other two and be like, no, I mean, do you not guys... stoop to their level, sir. Do you not. You guys don't cheat, do you? You're not really going to deny that we just run two out of three rounds. Are you accusing me of thinking you are cheating? You accuse me of thinking you are cheating. No, 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 no. I'm asking you. If I cheat? No, 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 no. I'm asking you if you think that I think that you would cheat. Clearly, no. I am confused! He slams <laughs> his hands on the table. Several beers spill. Uh, I'm listening. Now! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throws a hand up on the table, slams it Gorgonzola down. Gorgonzola slides her other beer off the table. <laughs> Shatters on the ground. <laughs> and now at this point, crowds are beginning to gather. The tension is brought upon you. You see Patrick shaking his head behind the bar as one of his grandsons runs over because to sweep everything up. Sorry, Pat. Um, <laughs> still in, hold this. I take one of Erickson's necklaces and put it on still in. <laughs> oh, kind of starts like styling it off a little bit. There's lots of people. They begin to applaud. Woo, we love the cat. Um, okay. Uh, give me an athletics check. And okay. as you uh, uh, <laughs> as you do, uh, give me an insight check. Okay. Two is my insight check. Gorgon's all really excited to yeah, arm wrestle. Yeah, the moment, the moment <laughs> you get to arm wrestle. Okay. Nat 30, nat 30. <laughs> oh my god, I rolled a nat one! You? I add a plus 10 to athletics, but it's a nat one. And he rolled a nat 20. I, I slip <laughs> in a puddle of beer and go down straight away. <laughs> you literally, like, you place your elbow on the table and you place it into some spilled beer. Your elbow slips as he grabs your hand, slams it on the table. Gorgonzola's um, is already yelling, rematch! Are you fucking kidding rematch? me? No, My I elbow want to was swear. in beer. No, you lost. Let's get, a ta- let's get a cloth. Let's get a tablecloth. One tablecloth coming up. Let's go to the tablecloth. Patrick runs over with the <laughs> tablecloth and rolls it out. Match. Oh, Everyone yeah. saw that. Everyone saw that. Everyone's cheering. You definitely have. Give me a. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Yeah, this is like a crowd kind of pleasing <laughs> yeah. sort of scenario. Uh, ten. Ten. 
the crowd is mixed. Half the crowd, I would say, is certainly, like, for sure on the side of the... Guards, um, yeah. yeah. like, the guards. Like, the, I mean, first and foremost, they are literally in charge here, so right. they can get in trouble. Um, the, another third of the group seems to be kind of just, like, excited that there's something crazy happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, a small sliver of people who, the ones who are closest to you in Erza, you feel, um, like, a pat on your back, like, yo, you got this! Give me another athletics check. Okay. 13. Natural four. So embarrassed by my performance, (laughs) but I grit my teeth through and bear it. It's a really sticky table. Yeah, you, like, as you place your elbow onto the tablecloth, you feel it kind of, it's like already sopping wet and sticky, um, but you manage to slam his hand down. Best one of three. I make a show like uh, it hurt my wrist a little bit. All right, all right. You doors are pretty strong, but I think I can best you this time. Erza puts a hand out. Uh, Let me, actually. I want to show them what I'm worth. I mean, do lift. Does it look like it? Okay, yes. <laughs> um, she sits down in front of you, grits her teeth as you watch her like skin again kind of get like a purplish color. She looks frenzied. Why don't you roll for the dwarves and I will roll for Erza. Are you fucking kidding me, Keegan Die? I rolled so goddamn low on my own rolls and then high on his. Oh no, what did you roll for him? Can I? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I really wanna. Okay, I'm gonna say my evil little devil thought that I'm not actually gonna do is that I is that I really wanted to cast Mage Hand and like tap him on his other shoulder <laughs> so that he like looks around. Underneath the table? <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, He rolled a 17. He rolled a 17. Well, Erza rolled a 26. <gasps> Um, and you Holy watch as she shit. slams his fist in. You hear a sickening, like, snap in his arm. He's like, ah! Falls off the table, like, rolling and clutching. It's too we should have been playing that the whole time. Yeah, they don't like to challenge me to strength because they know they're going to lose. Um, she grabs her beer and finishes it. Let me buy you another. Please. Um, wraps an arm around you and leads you up to the bar. And that is where we're going to end our session today. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it all came down to arm wrestling, but that's the show, baby. That is the show, baby. Oh, okay, my mind is blown. What wow. an episode. What an ep. Can't we wait got to talk a lot to talk this. about. <laughs> Noah. Gorgon's Noah. Gorgon's Noah. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Try Not to Die. Thank you, of course. To our Eldritch patrons, um, especially Pat, who uh, your character debuted this episode. King fun. shit. Uh, King shit, baby. Um, so especially our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. That's the place to be, my friends. We got lots of content going up. We had a double feature for um, the content surge of like September, October. It was very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, November is going to have some it's very funny things. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess thank you. What Any plugs? Any plugs for you besides the page? Um, a plug in the page as usual. And I just want to say happy birthday to friend of the pod, Jeff Prost. Um, <laughs> host of survivor it's his 60th birthday today that we're recording this november 1st um my icon hero since childhood jeff if you're listening we love you please cast me i would love to come on the show he's 60 he He looks looks great like he's like 40 he looks great and he's woke oh yeah well listen jeff come on Jeff, if you want to be a guest on the show or a patron, please please, and and extend the invite to Survivor to Lisa if you don't mind. Uh, Well, thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time, my friends, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Amana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Page, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank <laughs> you.